Raising the Triple Crown. This is Howard Danette, CEO of Angolite Media. And I'm here with Max Danette, uh, Editor-in-Chief of Angolite Media. And he's also the host of Beers, Beards, and Bastards, a comedic look at craft beers. Yes, sir. There he is. So each week we talk about the Kentucky Derby prep race season. And a potential Triple Crown winner. Yes. So, this week we'll be talking about a little bit news first, a little rants and raves, and then we'll go on to some handicapping tips and mm-hmm. some of the up-and-coming uh, races for the Kentucky Derby, mm-hmm. or prep races for the Kentucky Derby. So, on to some news, first little news. So, after the Breeders' Cup, um, it seems like this week a lot of horses are getting sold. So Groupie Doll, as you remember last week, was a Breeders' Cup winner. Um, she was sold this week mm-hmm. at the, um, where was it? Keeneland, November breeding stock sale. She was acquired by Mandy Pope's Whispering Hill Farm, November 6th at Keeneland. Um, Buff. Bradley, their trainer, was uh, very excited about the announcement. The whole team is excited. Um, they spent three point one million on the Eclipse Award-winning female sprinter, hmm. two-time Breeders' Cup filly and mare sprint winner. So that's some pretty exciting news. Um, Groupie Doll did a really great job. I mean, I, I like Groupie Doll. She mm-hmm. won in 2012 by a lot, and she I bet her again this year, and she she won again this year. So, mm-hmm. so that's a good, good pick horse, up. Good, good pick up. Um, I mean, how much has she made? Do we know? Oh, uh, 3.1 probably reading, has to be a million. Yeah, so it. she she's won quite a bit. Um, it says here, a little quote from Pope, Mandy. When I purchased Groupie Doll, the sole intention was for her to, to retire and become a mom. Ooh. However, after spending some time with it and speaking with her previous connections, I felt she may still want to run a few more races. So I think you'll see her mm-hmm. in a few more races. And um, I don't know. You know, I, I guess horses are changing hands. It's a, it's a little bit crazy. Yeah. But uh, it happens. It's horse racing. Um, she's worth a lot of money. So... Groupie Doll. Little little golf cut for Groupie Doll, though. We I think we did it last week. We'll do it again this week. Um, the Jockey Glo- Gold Cl- Club. The Jockey Club. Sorry about that. Um, another little little note on news here. Concussive testing. So there's so it's like the NFL. You know, there's been a lot a lot of talk. A lot of head injuries. I mean, every week on uh, Monday Night Football and Sunday Oof. Football, we we're talking about concussions, and every I mean, it's so prominent in the news. Now jockeys are going to be tested for um, concussions. I, I guess it's a good thing. Safety's always very important. I so think it's a good thing. Yeah, you don't want people getting all the jocks. That, and, and I'll tell you what, jockeys get tore up, rock, rocked a little bit on a, on a regular. You know, we were talking about um, Jr. Velas- John Velasquez last last week, and mm-hmm. the, the Breeders' Cup took a pretty nasty big, spill, big spill. And I think I think he's out of the hospital, but man. But it happens. On, it seems like it's a pretty regular thing where, where yep. jockeys are getting hurt. So I think it's a good thing. Um, um, baseline concussion testing has become an integral part of any safety regimen in professional and amateur sports alike. So 
um, said James L. I don't know, Maxie Gagliano, Gagliano, of, yeah, that's what uh, I would say of the Jockey Club. Yeah. Another another horse in the news, Misdirection. Misdirection won two years in a row. It's a sprinter. Uh, don't know which the Breeders' Cup race. I'm not. I'm not sure which race she won. But, yeah, that's okay. Um, she sold for two point seven million. I, I I bet she they didn't buy her for that much. So that's a pretty good uh, profit. Jim Rome. We talked about him last week, and we shook his hand after after Misdirection. <laughs> robbed him. Won. <laughs> yeah, we robbed him. We talked about robbing him. <laughs> Um, sold at the Fasig Tipton Kentucky November sale on November fourth. Uh, lifetime earnings one point seven million. That's pretty good. Yeah. Consecutive victories. Oh, there we go. Consecutive victories in the Geico Breeders Cup Turf Sprint. Gave a little Geico's plug there. Hmm. By a half length over Renee's Got Zip in tight end touchdown. I'd say the name Renee's Got Zip always. That's I struggled it's, with it's it Roger, last Roger. last week too. I was like, oh boy, that's a because uh, they just it's Renee's Got Zip like all one word mm-hmm. and uh, my sight reading stuff is not very good. Yeah. So when I see that, I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking it's at here. Confusing. I got to put my glasses on. I'm struggling a little bit here. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm old. Get the glasses. Um, so anyhow, Renee's got Zip is trained. Um, she's a Philly, trained by Pete Miller. So mm. a few years back, a, a buddy of mine, um, Mark Wayman, and I think when I try and get Mark on the show, he's the godfather of Las Vegas, and he owns racehorses. So cool. And at that time, I went to little little story time here. Went to Del Mar, and he had a horse called Set Play. Mm, that's a cool name. And that day, Set Play was running on a great and in the. Delmar debutant, which mm. was a big race at Delmar, and I, mm-hmm. I just went up for the day, and uh, so during the day before before the day started, Mark, you know, he owned the horse or part owner of the horse, mm-hmm. and we got back into the um, the paddock or not in the paddock in the in the barns back, in, and I met Pete Miller. Cool. And Pete Miller was, and at that time, I you know I, I've off and on have thought or entertained the idea of you know putting some money in on some horses and. Yeah. Mark was with the, uh, I think it was called the Young Gun Stable. Thought kind of kind of cool name for a stable. <laughs> that's, that's a cool name. Yeah. And Mark is kind of an interesting character, and he owned like four racehorses at the time. So set play was running that day. But to to make a long story short, um, came up to the race, and I don't know. I had these guys are betting thousands of dollars, and I you know yeah. at the time I wasn't that you know didn't have that kind you of couldn't sling kind that of cash. kind of dough. I'm, I'm like yeah. going off in the corner and betting my hundred or two hundred bucks on on horses, and I probably bet a couple hundred bucks on set play and mm-hmm. it was a 15 to one shot and doesn't he win the race well <laughs> there a, you go so it was a pretty big <laughs> win then huh oh my god i cashed i don't know and that, these these kinds of stories happen in my life and it's it's kind of crazy his horse won the race mm-hmm. and it was a great it was the like the biggest race of the summer meet at delmar <laughs> and it I, I walked out of there with like over a thousand bucks on the race, and I remember jumping up and down in the. And I actually, I got it was my first time in the winter circle. I went to the winter circle oh, for cool. set play. That's cool. I mean, there was like a hundred other people with me, but it was kind. Of, it was kind that's of, neat though. It was yeah, kind of kind neat. It's, like so, it's an experience. Yeah. Um, and actually, we we were in the Jimmy Durante box at at Delmar, um, which is I don't know what that means. Jimmy Durante is like an old, you know comedian a uh, like hundred years ago and he's he's pretty famous in California for not for the wrong young crowd next. I mean he was he's I, an older well, uh, Jimmy Durante was I'm pretty so familiar the, with some of those, those comedians. Those, those of us that are a little bit older. 
<laughs> not super young. Nope. Remember Jimmy Durante. The uh, Sam Kittison. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Sam, <laughs> Sam was a, little, a few years past Jimmy Durante. Um, so anyhow, so that was a, a little um, story Renee, time. Renee's Got Zip, Pete Miller tangent. Yeah, um, it was good. Mark Wayman, and a shout-out to Mark Wayman. I, I mean, I used to work with Mark at, Mark at Sprint, good guy, and he's done very well for himself, and he's he's got a bunch of horses, and actually Del Mar is his – is his track? Does so, he, does he listen to the show? I I don't know if he does yet, but uh, we'll, we're going to make him a listener. We'll probably have him on because he's he's a, he's a character. He's an interesting guy. He's a cat, and he knows a lot about horse racing. Yeah. So, and he owns horses. Cool. So we'll have him on. Sounds good. So on to rants and raves. Reds and raves. <laughs> so a rant. Uh, talking about injuries before with like con- concussion testing and all that stuff. Javier Castellano riding this week at Aqueduct mm-hmm. was unseated when his Mount Atlantic Dream stumbled and fell after finishing the last last in the ninth race at Aqueduct. That was mm-hmm. on Wednesday. So then I read today, Javier's already back. He's he's, he's riding again. He's, he's back riding, and riding again. again. He's back in the saddle again. So, so that's a rant. I mean, he crashed. He he went to the house. He was he went to North Shore University Hospital in Manhasset, New York, for tests. After being transported to the track for first aid and complaining of chest pain, mm. so that that's a rant. So a rave is uh, Atlantic Dreams appeared uninjured after the mishap. That's good. We, we've been talking a lot about horses you know, getting horses put down, get, and so the horse didn't get hurt. Yeah, thank, thankfully, I was like, yes, that's good. So and then another rave for uh, so we we got the Castellano rant and rave going here. Mm. Um, so he's thirty three year old native of Venezuela. Pretty young. Um he won eight races last weekend, which is that's re- pretty big ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> at the big A aqueduct. Um he was including a six for seven Saturday afternoon. That, that's ridiculous. it's ridiculous. Get out of here. Forget about it. So he is a leading contender for the twenty thirteen yeah, I can see why. Twenty thirteen Eclipse Award. Castellano's won the riding title during the last three New York Racing Association meets. So I know about them. I know about their silks. He leads the nation in both wins, 317, and purse earnings. And I had $25.5 million and I crossed it out because it was incorrect. It's mm. $23.5 million, which is still that's a still... shit ton of money. <laughs> is that all? <laughs> so that's the Javier Castellano rant and rave, three in succession. Well, good on you, Javi. So, and a horse didn't die. That's great. Yeah, that's nice. That's awesome. It's always good news. It's always great news. Very happy about that. Uh, wagering. Uh, so this is a wagering rave. Wagering in the U.S. race is up eight point three percent in hmm. October, which, which I that's good. And you that's know what? Good. I will. I'm going. I want to comment on that because I have noticed on uh, like NBC and all like you know the the network stations i've seen more advertising for horse racing yeah it's good i've been i mean and it's just a few more commercials but i think it's drummed up enough interest to get get a little percentage up there mm-hmm. that's good i mean so i'm, I'm we're going to try and continue that maxi i'm going yeah. i i might do some like you know beginning handicapping classes and there you there's go. a couple of local watering holes that i go to rto sullivans <laughs> rto sullivans here in phoenix and i i might offer up some free you know, uh, beginner handicapping classes, which I, it, it would be fun. I, I I taught at one time in my life, so I think it would be fun to teach. There you go again. So, um, 
So wagering the U.S. races month of October up up 8.3%, despite a 5.8% decline in race days, Hmm. which is less race days, more more betting. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So wagering during the month was 804 million compared to 742 million last October, Hmm. according to Equibase. 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 So another rave, another kind of wagering, kind of racing, kind of you know, thing, thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, the rave, Breeders' Cup handle rises for the first time in three years. That, that's that's also good. Handle at Breeders' Cup rose for the first time in three years this year, despite the event having one fewer race. So so less races, more betting. More enlighten me. What does handle mean? Handle means dollars gambled. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Um, according you. to the charts of the races held Friday and Saturday at Santa Anita, and I was there. I was contributing to the handle. <laughs> so that's my handle. Get your hands off my handle. <laughs> my love handles. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and those carved sandwiches last <laughs> Um, fourteen races this year for was one hundred thirty-five million point, one hundred thirty-five point five million. Excuse me, and six point eight percent compared, six up six point eight percent compared to the preliminary report handle of one hundred twenty-six point eight million on fifteen races last year. So, hmm. little golf clap for the Breeders' Cup. And well done. It, yeah, it, that's a good number. It was a ball. It was a blast. I was there. You have to insert uh, so I'm many very, golf claps. <laughs> you are. Golf that's claps are becoming very popular. Yeah, that's fine. So on to the chase for the Triple Crown. So I feel like I need like horse hoof and like... I think we probably do need a few horse hooves. That would be good. For this part, it's like big... Yeah, so the chase. You got to come up with something for the chase for the Triple Crown. So the point standings haven't really changed, so I'll just rattle off the top five. Havana, 14, Bondholder, 11, New Year's Day, who won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, and I was there. Ten. Ten. (laughs) Wee Miss Artie. Artie. Ten. Ami's Holiday in the pitiful gray uh, stakes up in Woodbine. And I'll go to six. I'm not going to go just to five. Cleburne, who was scratched in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, and I'm hoping to see him in the Delta Downs jackpot. Not sure though. Ten. Ten so mm-hmm. those are the top leaders. I would also mention Honor Code, who I who I like a lot. Yeah. Um, who is going to be racing in the Remsen coming up on October 30th um, at the Big A Aqueduct. So we'll be talking about that a little bit. And I also like. Right on Curlin, a little bit, and strong ma- mandate. Who is thirteenth right now with two points? But the big uh, lumbering horse of D. Wayne Lucas. Um, think he ran really well in the mm-hmm. juvenile. Yep. From the fourteen hole, which is a really crappy hole to run from. So he burned tons of energy going from fourteen to like first or second or third in the first turn, and mm. yeah, that's a um, big jump. Yeah, he he burned lots of energy. But anyhow, hard to save ground that way. It, it, it's tough to. I mean, so him and both both him and Havana and Havana. I think in the juvenile, just a little bit more insight on that. Um, Havana was in the thirteen hole. Strong mandate was in the fourteen hole. Those are tough holes. That's like you mm-hmm. know, might as well just put your horse in the parking lot and you kind of <laughs> run to the 
runs the first turn. Yeah. And Strong Mandate and Havana, because Havana's more a, kind of a front, but he's run from different positions, but he's kind of a front runner. They tried to get to the top, and yeah. they were way outside. And if you know anything about horse racing, if you're on the outside all the way around the track, you're running a couple of extra lengths. Yeah. So New Year's Day was got tucked in. He was out of the, I think, the four hole, and he tucked into the rail pretty tight and mm. hugged it all the way around. So he had some juice left at the end. Plus, he was he was getting so when Hugged when that rail and got some juice. He, huh? he was, <laughs> again with the sexual innuendos. I'm sorry about that, <laughs> but but um, so at the top of the stretch. While Havana got to the lead, and he, he looked like he was going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you see Martin Garcia on the inside. All of a sudden, you see, man, he just was animated, and he was whipping like crazy on yeah. Bob Baffert's New Year's Day. Yeah. <laughs> and, and at first, he wasn't moving. Like, Havana was hanging on to the because Havana's got some grit, man. He, mm-hmm. he was hanging on to the lead pretty good, but Mar- Martin Garcia <laughs> was like... Whipping like crazy, yeah. And all of a sudden, I think it started hurting New Year's Day, and that thing just kicked in, and he kicked it up a little bit. And yeah. He had he had some, you know, he had some stuff left, and not not taking anything away from New Year's Day, but he he juiced out a little bit and mm-hmm. goosed to the lead. Yeah. And strong mandate, you know, held tough at the top, from the top. I mean, Havana passed passed strong mandate, and he held tough to hang in for third. So mm-hmm. I, I still think Havana and. Uh, if they're not in the thirteen hole, if 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 Gary Stevens, if J.R. Velasquez is on Havana, he might have run a little bit different race, sure. saved ground a little bit more because he knows the horse, and I think he might have done a little bit better. So, yeah. I, I I can't discount Havana and and Strong Mandate yeah. in, in that race. So. There's still some race. There's still a good amount of race left for oh, yeah, Strong now, Mandate yeah, to pick it yeah. up. Yeah. So I, I think I mean there there's some you know, and I think Honor Code with four points right now. I mean. So who do you? I, I, I don't know. Who do you think your big sleeper is? Who do you think is going to kind you know, of jump I, in? I really, well, so just I mean, Honor Code to me right now is my is the horse that I'm hoping will will rise to the top. Yeah, and Shug. I mean, you know, I was a little upset with Shug when he didn't have him in the um, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile because I wanted to see how he'd do against these other horses. But yeah. Shug is like, eh, he's ran two races. You, you don't really know what he's made of yet. I don't want to ship him across the country. Yeah. So he's taking it really slow, which is good because it's still super early, you yeah. know. So Shug's going to run him in the Remsen. I don't I don't think Havana or New Year's Day are going to run until the end of the year. You're not going to see them until January, mm-hmm. you know. So some of these bigger horses are going to kind of start you know, popping. Well, no. Some of these the the horses that have done well in the two year season are going to take or start start dropping. Yeah, they're <laughs> gonna they're gonna take it off till January. Yeah, that's the thing I'm noticing is a lot of these horses are in the woods right now. It's all kind of like it's you know you got fourteen, eleven, ten, 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 and then fours the whole way down. So there's like yeah, a lot of so it's it's kind of interesting. I mean, I I have a lot of hope for Honor Code, but you know what? I mean, it's still early. Yep. Um, but that's that horse, that's your that's. That's who you're yeah, so I, at. I've just seen. I mean, just the way he ran. If you watch, and I'm gonna, I wrote an article, and it's out on our. If you go out to Anglite Media, it's out on the, um, out on my website, um, talking about the race. But I think what I'm gonna do is do like my picks for right now, mm-hmm. for who 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 I think for the for the the Kentucky Derby as it sits right now. Yeah. 
and give you some video and stuff because there's some really cool like um, honor code and strong mandate. There's some pretty good good videos of these these guys. So um, on, on to the next <laughs> thing. So yeah, so that was kind of a tangent. Sorry about that, but um, thought it needed to be said. Talked a little bit yeah. more about the the juvenile. I just want to see who you were like who were yeah. So my pick I, is I, your... I, you know I I'm a sucker and I don't know what it is. I don't know if, like Tommy my buddy. He, he likes those closers, man, and, and Honor Code is, mm-hmm. like, the, the biggest of closers Big closer, ever, yeah. and he's got Suge, and I like Suge, and um, it, he just, I've seen him run a couple of times, and he just, it's very exciting to see him run. I mean, yeah. he, he, like, gained 20 lengths in his maiden, like, to win by four, going mm-hmm. away by four, which is, like... That's huge. It's crazy, and when he ran in the Champagne, he, <laughs> we talked about it, he comes... You know, he came from like eight wide, and yeah. almost he got almost got there by like a nose. And Havana won that, but I mean, he if he was if he was a, if it was a little bit longer, he would have won one more jump. He would have won the race. So yeah, um, just I, I like that horse. So we'll see. I mean, it, it's early yet. Yep. So on to on to the next. Uh, so so the next race is for the uh, Chase for the Triple Crown is the Delta Downs Jackpot. So I've been going out to their website and. Uh, d- didn't really know much about Delta Downs. It's a it's a Boyd Gaming um, owned track, and it's like a racino, and it's in Vinton, Louisiana. So I'm like, where the hell is Vinton, Louisiana? <laughs> where the hell is that? It's deep in the bayou. So I'm gonna tell you what. So I like if I'm gonna go to this race, where the hell is it? So I think you'd be better off flying into Houston, honestly, yeah. and cutting over to Louisiana. Louisiana. It's it's a ways away from uh, New Orleans, New Orleans. So it's mm-hmm. in between New Orleans and Houston. Hmm. Looks like a nice track, and and this race is is big. So I'm expecting to see, and you know, and I read like a press release, and you know, I'd love to see if I could talk to somebody over there. But you know, Pletcher's gonna have a horse, a couple of horses. Uh, Billy Mott's gonna have a horse. Uh, Dale Romans is gonna. Have, so I'm thinking maybe Clear Cleborn's gonna be there. Maybe Dance with Fate. Not not sure. Smarty mm-hmm. Zach. Some of these other horses that need some points to get into the the race for the the Triple Crown here. So mm-hmm. um, that should be a good race. That's on the the 23rd of this month, which is mm-hmm. coming up yeah. next next weekend. Um, Today is the what? I'm looking. Let's see here. Today is the not even sure. Fifteenth. Yeah, so it's coming up. So you said twenty second. The twenty third. Twenty third. So it's yeah. next Saturday. So it's a Grade Three stakes race. It's a mile and a sixteenth. It's eight point five furlongs on the dirt. Well, by the time um, this comes out, it'll probably be this Saturday. So yeah. Um, first first race it's not very old 2002 million bucks though that's a that's a lot of cash cha-ching as my buddy Tommy would say there you go it's uh it's it's a lot it's a lot of cash so they're going to attract some people to that the, nice. the and then following yes, that on the 30th the Remsen and that's the race that um honor it's, code it's so grade 2 though hmm. yeah so honor code is going to run in the Remsen stakes mm-hmm. American Grade Two Thoroughbred Horse Race, uh, run annually at the Big A Aqueduct Racetrack in Queens, New York. Two hundred thousand dollar purse. Racing at that Big A. There you go. Uh, and it's an inaugurated in nineteen oh four. Pretty old hmm. by Colonel. See, there's that history I was talking about. Jormus. Jormus, is that right, Maxie? 
Jeremus Jeremus Remsen, whose family at one time owned a large portion of Long Island, and to become a leader, he became a leader of the American Revolutionary Forces at the 1776 Battle of Long Island. There's that history I'm talking about. Some great history there. Um, The Remsen Stakes is influential as one of the last graded stakes for two-year-olds on the New York racing circuit, and its winner is generally among the winter book favorites. I'd love to go to that. For the following year's Kentucky Derby. You going to try and go to that one? The Remsen Stakes? That's yeah. uh, it's coming Queens. up. That's a little too close. <clears throat> we'll huh? see. Uh, I don't kinda, know. I think it'd be. I think that'd be a riot. That's a, yeah. That's it's, the it's got some it. really so great cool. history. I've never been to Aqueduct, so I'd love to go there. I think it'd be cool. There's another one coming up. Another Aqueduct, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of them. The Jerome Stakes is another one at Aqueduct, which is is um, we're going to talk about that in a second. Yep. Um, so the Kentucky Dur- Kentucky Jockey Club Stakes is an American thoroughbred horse race. That's after the Remsen. I think it's on the thirty the same day, so that that'll be a good day for betting. I'll be at the I'll be at the OTB for sure. <laughs> It'll be a RTO Sullivan's. I'll, I'll be betting that day. Do you hear that RTO? <laughs> RTO Sullivan's. It's on the thirtieth, so same day as a Remsen. Hmm. Um, and it's a Grade Two event. Uh, let's see, nineteen twenty. It started contested a distance. One mile, and now it's a. Is it still a mile? Looks like it. Yes, yeah, still, still a mile. Uh, one mile from the mis- inception. Started in 1920, but it, then it, I don't know something happened. Mile of the six. It's, uh, it stopped, and it's back at uh, one and a sixteenth. It says. Oh, okay. So it's a mile of sixteen. I'm sorry. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and then the sham. St- I think that will be the first one that I'm going to go to. The sham stakes. I know about sham. Sham. Who's sham X? Yeah, he raced with Angolite and Secretariat. I think he came in third the time that Angolite beat Secretariat. I think he was third. Um, or it may be switched. He may have been second in Secretariat. He was third. second. Both Angolite and Sham beat him in the Wood mm-hmm. Memorial. That's right. at, uh, I think it was at Aqueduct, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. The Wood is there. Well, read my article and you can find out. Yeah, so... So our namesake, Angolite, the horse. So Maxie, uh, you want to talk a little bit about yeah, that now? Just, just briefly, it. and then they can read the article. Yeah. Um, well, Angolite was kind of a, a horse of little mention. He was from Canada, I believe. Um, you got to tell me about the trainer name because I always mispronounce Lucian it. Lauren. Lucian Lauren, who also trained Secretariat, was also the trainer of Angolite. And uh, Angolite was, uh, he was the stable mate of Secretariat. And he kind of, like, he was just a little, I mean, not, I don't even know how, he was little in the sense that not a lot of people knew about him, but he kind of blew it out during a huge, or during a race where uh, Secretary was slated to hands down win it. And Angolite came up and, and sn- uh, snubbed him. So, it's kind of cool. Um, I kind of just essentially summarized the article, but you can get a little more detail on it at the website and... Uh, maybe I'll post that one. I'm not sure if I'll post that to Horse Race Nation because that's a little different. But for sure on the website, angolitemedia.com. Take yeah, a so look. A little history on the name. Um, I, I just thought it was an interesting name for a media company. And Angolite had an interesting story. He did end up beating one of the only, I think there was only four horses. Only four horses beat that beat the, the mighty 
Secretariat. Yep. So it's kind of cool, and um, it is. It it's just such a. He's kind of just an underdog, and nobody. And, and Lucian Lauren also had some like some. Uh, there was some <laughs> friction because yeah. he was training Angle. He was training them both, and he was I like. I think Penny Chenery, the only owner of the Secretary, was like a little bit. Hey, what are you training? You know, you're yeah. training Angela. You're training Secretary. How come? You know, it was like. <laughs> it seemed like that was sort of uh, unconventional at that point in time in the seventies. Yeah, so to be having a couple kind of double dip in it or whatever. Trying to find out where the wood. There's the wood. The wood is run. It was in Queens, so I think it might be Aqueduct. I think it is the big A. Yes, it is. A mile and eighth. The wood is run on April fifth, which is getting very. So it's like one of the biggies. It's one of the big Derby prep races, and Secretary was favored to win that. He yep. had. He was two year old horse of the year, and he was going into the new year, and he lost to Angolite and Sham came in second but i think that was the last time he <laughs> angle had actually finished 10th he was in the derby he finished 10th yeah he did not do so. well but anyhow little little history on angle so look for that Maxie cool. did a good job on kind of framing that whole thing out so that's the um that's the bit on that but the, the sham so stakes the so. sham stakes so we're talking about that so we talked about the kentucky jockey club stakes the sham stakes so I think I'm going to go to the Sham Stakes in uh, Santa Anita, which Ooh, will be it's in Arcadia. Yeah, and, and, oh, that's Santa and, Anita Derp. <laughs> yeah, Santa Anita is just a gorgeous trick. Go back and get one of those sandwiches, car, carved sandwiches. From, you got those on the brain, man. You from just, the freaking wow, here. man! I tell you what, you have one. It's it's uh, you get it from the angry it's, chef, and it's infectious. It's awesome, and not a gross way. So uh, yes, so I think I'm going to go to the Sham Stakes, and then the last I'm only outlining. So Sham. How long has that been? It's a hundred thousand grade t- grade three event ho- held in early January. It's an early Derby prep race, inaugurated in two thousand and one. It's a pretty young race, named for the racehorse Sham, and actually Sham won the nineteen seventy three Santa Anita Derby, mm-hmm. and is remembered for his battles with Secretariat in that year's U.S. Triple Crown racers. And Secretariat is one of the eleven. Triple Crown winners. Mm-hmm. The Jerome Stakes. That's the next race after the Sham Stakes, which is going to be run. I think it's the same day, um, one four, and that is in. It's at Aqueduct. Aqueduct. Two hundred thousand. It's one mile. Interesting distance. Seventy yards mm-hmm. on the dirt at Aqueduct. Open to three year olds and carries a purse two hundred grand. It's a Derby prep race. Ten points towards the qualifying for the Kentucky Derby. There you go. That's 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 some some hefty pointage there. Yeah, it's it's you know it's one of the lower level prep races. It was named after Leonard W. Jerome, the founder of the old Jerome Park racetrack in the Bronx, a predecessor to Belmont Park, mm. which is in Elmont, New York. Belmont and Elmont. Mr. Jerome was the grandfather of the Right Honorable. Sir Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill. Pretty cool. That's cool. So that's the uh, the next five prep races. I'm going to go to the Sham, I do believe, and I'm going to try and hit a couple others. I'd love to go to Aqueduct sometime, though. I think yeah, cool. that would be really cool. So I, I think I'm going to go to the Fountain of Youth, too, uh, in early in February. I'll be definitely be going to definitely, definitely to the Florida Derby. 
Um, and I'm gonna try. I probably try to do four or five before the Florida Derby to get pictures and see if we can catch who's gonna win the Kentucky Derby. There you go. And then maybe if he wins the Kentucky Derby, I'll chase him to the Preakness. If he wins that, I'll chase him to to Belmont. So there it is. The chase for the Triple Crown is on. So I had a buddy of mine um, listening into the podcast, and he said, "Hey, you talked about the Golden Exacto, which is the." the dirt mile um golden sense won it with golden ticket coming in second and he's like you know that was a pretty interesting story but i didn't really get how you kind of came up with it so i was gonna go into a little bit more depth yeah. on so kirk mahoney uh asked me hey tell me a little bit more about how you pick that horse so little handicapping tips here. So I mean there's a lot to handicapping. I think I'm an okay handicapper. Mm-hmm. Trained by the best. Um, yeah, maybe a little above average. A little, little above average. So the <clears throat> night before I had the racing form, and now they have this new the new format for the racing form, which is like an 8.5 by 11 booklet. And I wasn't sure how I felt about it, but it's pretty good. Actually, it fits into my back pocket when I have all my camera gear. It's kind of easier to stuff it in my back pocket, and I can handicap while I'm waiting for stuff. But they have these nicely decored programs. And actually, I mean, so... Before I went to the Breeders' Cup, I, I'm a member of the Daily Racing Forum, so I go out there every day for news, and I, uh, you can get the um, past performances on the Daily Racing Forum. So I, I, I downloaded, they had early past performances, so I mm-hmm. downloaded those, but they don't pull the numbers of the, the gates the horses are running out of, or the jockeys are not on these things either, yeah. so it's, it's a little, little, little irritating. But... Um, so I, I was handicapping the night before the and, and actually the dirt mile this year was run on Friday. So in the dirt mile was Tap Town Golden Ticket, which my buddy Tommy liked Golden Ticket a lot and he was so Tap Town was fifteen to one, Golden Ticket was twelve to one. Hymn book, a Shug McGahee horse was fifteen to one. Uh I'm not gonna even try to pronounce this one. Bruno de Alojas is a is a Brazilian horse eight to one. Federal biz, Fed biz, six to one. Broadway Empire twelve to one. Alpha big horse. Um, I think Alpha ran. Did Alpha run in the Derby? He, he ran in the Travers. He won the Travers. That that was it. Eight to one. Um, not this year, but last. Uh, Holy loot, twenty to one. Holy Central loot. <laughs> Central intelligent. Little background noise there. 15 to 1. Verrazano, who ran, who was one of the few horses that ran in the Kentucky Derby with Golden Sense. Um, 3 to 1. Verrazano was 3 to 1. Todd Pletcher horse. Pants on Fire, 6 to 1. Golden Sense out of the 12 hole, 4 to 1. And Easter Gift, 15 to 1. So those are, there was there was quite a few horses, 13, and Golden Sense was coming out of the 12 hole. Not crazy about the 12 hole. I mean, you really want to be inside seven or eight he's kind of a front-running horse um one of the things that i looked at the night before is i I, you always look at the class of the horse i mean he he won the santa anita derby he was in the kentucky derby he was in the preakness i mean so you don't get to those races without being you know like a pretty classy horse and all these other horses with the exception of verrazano weren't in the kentucky derby or the preakness Hmm. um he is a who's training golden sense of doug o'neill who's a good trainer um, trained horse, and I think Kevin Krieger ran him in or was on him in the Derby. 
Um, that was a pretty big story. It was he's, He looked good to me, but one of the things that really stood out to me when I was handicapping this thing was his workouts of late. And the way that he's been running, one of the things I look for is, is a horse progressing back to form? Because he, he's a, you know, he ran the Santa Anita Derby. When was that? In 2013. Okay, so he ran in the Kentucky Derby in 2013. So he's a three-year-old. But, I mean, he kind of dropped out of form a little bit, and he wasn't running that great. In the last three races I looked at, he was second by a head, second by one, and second by a half. Mm-hmm. And these are shorter. Yeah, he's like knocking. So a six furlong race, he was in the last call at, you know, I've, I don't know what the last call is, but he was third by three, then he was second by, so he's gaining ground in a six furlong race. And remember, this is a mile, two furlongs more, so he's gaining speed at the end of the race. The race before that was a seven furlong race, he was losing ground. He was he was on the lead, probably went to the top too quick. Fed Biz beat him actually by one, but he still came in second. And then the race before that was a six furlong race. And he was second by a head. The race before that he was fifth by a head. So I mean he he was knocking, always knocking. And I, I kinda like that because people are like, Oh, I mean, people always look at, you know, if he's winning, you know, if, if you're looking at a horse that's winning all the time, then he, he might lose. But this horse, I think it gets frustrating for jockeys and trainers because they're just knocking and they're not winning. So I think they're always trying to get to that, that one spot. So in my yep. mind, I'm thinking, okay, this horse is due. Yeah. And then I looked at his workout. So on October 25th, he ran five furlongs in 58 and four, which is a fast, that's a fast work. Remember the 12 second furlong so that's two seconds under that and then if you look right next to the work that he had out of 47 horses that ran that day he was first out of 47 per workouts which is that's pretty damn good yep and then on the 18th the week before he ran a five furlong work at, at 59 flat which is another good work and he was two out of 35 horses which is good i mean he's at santa anita tons shit tons of horses are doing works and he's like you know first and second out of the works and then if you look at september 27th he ran a six furlong work at one minute and 11 seconds which is still under the which is a greater distance it's closer to the you know eight furlongs he's going to have to run and that that's a fast work and he was one for he was the first horse out of 13 that ran that day so he doing pretty good in the works and I compared works of these other horses so I looked at the, his workouts I looked at his so to me that shows I mean so second 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 great workout times I mean really solid workout times um, it showed me that he's in form and he, he's knocking and he's got Rafael Bejarano as a jockey and Doug O'Neill is a great trainer so it seemed to me that this horse is coming back to form yeah that just that makes sense um, so that, and I kind of, I liked him the night before. So the day of the race, you know, I looked at him in the post break. Cause so I looked at his current form said, looks good. And then the day of the race, he looked really good in the post break. I'm like, ah, I, I got to bet this horse. I mean, um, so I compared him to other, other workouts. I looked at other workouts of the horses. I looked at Verrazano. Verrazano has been, I mean, he's a good horse, but of late, eh, 
In the last race out, he was seventh. The race before that, he was, I mean, he's like hot and cold. One for nine, but who was he running? A power broker is a good horse. So, looked at Verrazano, thought he was a little bit of a threat. He's an East Coaster, though. Um, Golden Sense, you know, he won. I mean, so I looked at, too, that he likes the track. He he won the freaking Santa Anita Derby. So, yeah. obviously, he likes the track. So, I look for that, too. I mean, like, Golden Sense is a West Coast horse. He's mm-hmm. not, a, I mean, and Verrazano is more of an East Coast horse. So, looked at that. And then, um, so I'm sitting there, and I said, I told Tommy, "Hey, I like I like Golden Sense. I got to, you know, play him with something." And he's like, "I really like Golden Ticket." So I'm like, <laughs> "The minute he said he liked Golden Let's Ticket, do the Golden Exacta. I'm like, I'm doing the Golden Exacta, dude. I mean, and I don't know, I don't, I don't know if Tommy bet it or not, but just because, I mean, it's just that weird stuff that happens to when, and I was pretty, I was doing pretty well up to that point. So I'm just playing the freaking golden golden exact, and I should have whacked the hell out of it, and yeah. I, I didn't. I, I you know I played a few, and it paid pretty well, right? Because golden ticket was twelve to one, and Tommy really liked golden ticket. And the last time out, he ran like he was fourth, but the race before that, he was first by eight, and you know second by six. So he, I mean, he's a good horse. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, he's got Joel Rosario, who's a great jock. Um, another West Coaster. He's got Kenny McPeak as his trainer, so he's a West Coaster, um, and he, he likes the tracks out there. So I, I played the Golden, and it came in. I mean, and uh, actually, Golden Sense. I, I was, I was actually, I was down on the rail shooting, and I'm I, when I when I'm shooting photography, I'm really paying attention to like framing horses and mm-hmm. not really paying attention to the race. I mean, the the horses will fly by. I don't even know because I'm trying to get some good shots of photography. So I don't know. So I'm really listening more than I'm visually watching because I'm when I'm when I'm doing the photography, I'm trying to snap pictures of who's coming across the line first, and I, I don't really know what the numbers are because I'm more concerned about the composition of the art than I am yeah. about, about who's winning the race. Right, which is kind of a. It sounds kind of strange, but I will listen, and I heard you know Golden Sense and. Golden ticket and golden sense. I'm like, holy crap, this this might hit, right? And it was like, and 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 golden sense was on the lead the whole race, and the fractions were impossible. And I'm like, there's yeah. no way he's gonna hang on. But again, we talked about speed, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, there's no speed bias at Santa Anita, which is bullshit because there's <laughs> speed bias. Yeah. And uh, so I'm he- hearing the call. It's golden sense, golden ticket, golden sense. And it doesn't come in. The golden exacta hits, and I and I won. So there you go. Um, pretty interesting. So that that's basically how I picked golden. I just I just liked him, and I liked his I liked his current form. I mean, so I guess it's current form and how he looked visually. Liked his jockey trainer, past history on the track, the class of the horse. I mean, the horse is probably the class of the race, really. Yeah. Along with Verrazano, and I, I, I wasn't crazy about Verrazano because he's an East Coast horse. So, mm. I mean, a lot of factors come in play when you're when you're trying to handicap. And if you think about it, it sounds logical after the fact after you win. But I mean, yeah, it's kind of crazy. So that, that, that's the uh, my handicapping tips rundown. For does that does that make any questions, Max? Nope. Negative. So uh, that's it. So I'll always, I mean, sometimes when you look at the horses too much, it's if if you're a, a handicapper that like studies the form and I mean I think you have to integrate in the the track and how they ran over the track their current form and how they look that day I yeah. mean those things are pretty critical to the way that I handicap 
yeah, just kind of the feel. So I think that's it. There you go. So you can find this show and all of our other shows on angolitemedia.com as well as on SoundCloud and on iTunes. I think we have most of the episodes are on iTunes. It was kind of weird last I checked, but they should be up. If not, I'll be working on that. And we're starting to get a pretty good yeah. following of Got some people. Vietnamese listeners <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> crazy. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. Give us a like. Send us a note if you feel so inclined. We're also on Twitter at Angolite Media, and uh, I believe that covers it. Um, one other one other plug is I'm starting to put some pictures out there. The ones that I took when I was at the Breeders' Cup with Tommy and. I posted some of the the juvenile pics. I got you know all of the biggies. Uh, New Year's Day is on our homepage, and Havana and strong mandates out there. So go to our website, take a look. Uh, pretty, I got some pretty good shots, and I'm starting to you know trickle out some of the other shots that I took. It, it, it's 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 a big challenge going through a couple thousand pictures, but the best will make it out there. So. There you go. Go out and visit and purchase if you feel so inclined. So that's that's the plug for for Anglite. There you go. I believe that's a show. That's a wrap. Mm-hmm.